0: Welcome back to a new episode of All About That. Today, I'm going to be taking a look at natural forces, how they work, and how they impact our lives. I'll be looking at two specific natural forces that were touched on in last week's episode, called friction and gravity. The other natural forces are magnetism and nuclear force, which I will look at in a future episode for time's sake. All of these are called natural forces because they happen everywhere around us every day naturally, instead of being created by something else, so they are essential in life to be able to live. I hope you liked the episode! (music) To start off today's episode, I will talk about friction. Friction is basically a fundamental force that opposes motion. Any time one object tries to slide across another, friction stops the motion. To try to make friction a concrete idea, try to imagine a giant hand uh, pushing back with force whenever two objects slide past each other. For example, when you are sliding with socks across a smooth floor, imagine a giant hand applying force back to you in the opposite direction of where you are going, therefore stopping your movement. This is the only reason you eventually stop. If nothing was there to stop you, then according to Newton's first law of motion, you would keep going in a straight line forever until a different force stopped you, like somebody sticks out their leg and stops you then. This is why friction is so important. Sometimes it may be quite annoying, like when you want to have fun sliding across floors, or when you are swimming and friction is slowing you down. But other than that, Friction is incredibly important to do anything. Even the slightest flick or touch to an object would cause it to start to move forever in one direction if friction was not there to stop it. Now, thinking about friction, you may be wondering how friction stops certain things, because if you have not tried this, when you slide across the ground with socks, friction seems to have less impact and you go farther than when you attempt the same thing with shoes on with suit with shoes on uh, you barely go an inch before falling forwards so why does this happen this happens because friction stops things differently based on the material they are made of the surface they are on and their mass material surface and mass are the three main factors of friction but outside conditions like air and being in water are big additions to friction as well. Materials are affected by friction differently because they can either be coarse materials with, li- with lots of little bumps like sandpaper, or smooth materials like cotton. Rough materials generate more friction than smoother materials for one key reason, which is that friction is applied to all those little bumps on the materials, which makes a lot more force that pushes back. On the other hand, a smooth material limits friction to one smooth surface which creates a lot less extra friction. Let's go back to the sock and shoe example. The sock is made of soft cotton because the whole point behind socks is to be soft and cushion people's feet. This causes there to be very little friction uh, to one surface and so you can slide across the floor. Now with the shoe, Shoes are designed to be grippy and not let you fall while climbing things or walking. This means that companies use many different designs and materials on shoes to maximize friction through placement of different rubber pieces and different materials. This is why when you try to slide with shoes on, you cannot go very far and fall forwards. Friction affects all the little parts of rubber and patterns on the shoe, with, maxi- uh, with which maximizes the friction affecting it. Um, you can, if you look at the bottom of your shoes, first of all, they are made of rubber and the material definitely affects things. Like, uh, you can slide across cotton, but you can't really slide across rubber as easily. And also, if you notice, there are lots of little rubber pieces on your shoes and little bumps everywhere that each apply friction differently. Um, the second thing that affects friction is the surface. Surface affects friction much like materials do. If a surface has a lot of little dust particles on the floor, they all generate friction of their own, which makes more overall force applied. Smooth surfaces, on the other hand, apply friction on one surface and do not have many little additions to the friction. Also, air pockets are very important. Surface is a bit the same and different from materials in the sense that little particles generate friction but big bumps tend not to. This is only true if the bumps are all about the same size and cover the whole surface, kind of like a welcome mat. All of the bumps create air pockets, or places that have a lot of air between the bumps. These air pockets create places that um, that friction is not as strong because air provides less friction than the ground um, because of the materials thing. It's just uh, air doesn't apply as much friction. While this is a special type of surface, like um, welcome maps, and and it's kind of rare, um, it still affects friction. Finally, mass is the last factor of friction, because with more mass, the the more things are affected by force. You probably have slid something across the floor before, and noticed that the heavier things are, the harder they are to slide across the floor. This is true because the more mass something has, the more friction pulls back its side-to-side movements. Quick side note, mass is almost like weight, but not the same. Mass is the amount of matter inside something, so basically it's density. Weight is how much gravity affects it, which we are going to see right after friction. This is why if you drag a cardboard box with nothing inside of it across a floor, and, that, and then drag the same cardboard box across the floor with stuff inside, so the same material and friction, the box with stuff will be harder to drag because its mass is increased. And so does the force of friction upon it. Now we have to talk about gravity. Gravity is the force that brings things to the center of the largest object around or the object with the most mass. Everything and everyone has the force of gravity inside of them, but it is just too small to notice. When holding a grocery bag, it is crazy to think that actually all of the objects in the bag are pulling each other to their center as well as you pulling them, without doing anything, but the groceries and your gravity is so small that nothing actually moves. The Earth's gravity, on the other hand, is very strong, so everything around the Earth uh, feels the pull of its gravity, and is pulled to the center of the Earth. This is why when you try to jump up, gravity pulls you down to uh, to the ground, because you are being pulled to the center of the object with the largest gravity. One thing that is important to know, though, is that the pull of gravity happens between both objects. Earth is constantly applying gravitational force to everything on Earth, but the objects are also always applying gravitational force back. The Earth's gravity is just so much stronger than the objects, so um, the objects go to the center of the Earth instead of the Earth going to the center of the object. Now, you may be wondering what affects the strength or or force of something's gravity. Well, to answer that, we have to look at two different factors. These two factors are mass and distance. First of all, mass decides the amount of gravitational force something has. If an object has a larger mass, it will have a larger gravitational force. This is also why the Earth has so much more gravitational force than us, and pulls us to the ground. Um, This is why... No objects move to the center of other objects, like those groceries, because they have a considerably smaller mass than the Earth, and their gravitational force is pretty much nothing. The Earth has a radius of about 3,958.8 miles, and a mass of about 5.972 times 10 to the 24th power kilograms, while an egg has an average radius of 2.5 centimeters and a mass of 49.6 grams, which is a considerable difference. The second factor is distance, and this decides how much an object will be affected by the gravitational force of another object. If two objects are far away from each other, the gravitational force that attracts them to each other will be much weaker than if they were right next to each other. This is important because if the gravitational force of all the stars and planets in our universe, was constant despite distance, everything would be constantly pulling against everything else, and things would definitely collide. Currently, we are only poor, poor, uh, pulled with strong gravitational force by the sun, so we have a set orbit around it. Something interesting, though, is that gravitational force stretches infinitely long. This means that the gravitational force of your groceries are being felt by planets far away, and your groceries are feeling the gravitational force of planets and stars far away as well. The only thing is that, since the objects are so far away from each other, the gravitational force does virtually nothing. Virtually nothing. Also, something interesting about the Earth's gravitational force is that it pulls things at a constant acceleration. Acceleration, is the scientific term of acceleration, is basically any change in an object's speed or direction. We're going to talk uh, about acceleration a lot in a, in a future episode when we talk about Newton's second law of motion because it has to deal with acceleration. For now, all you have to know is that it just it's a change in it's any change in direction or speed. The constant acceleration that the Earth pulls um, things down with gravitational force is nine point eight meters per second, which means that every second that something falls on Earth, gravity increases its speed or accelerates it by nine point eight meters per second. So the first second an object will fall. On Earth, it falls 9.8 meters, and the second one, it will fall 19.6 meters. Now, if the Earth pulls things down at a constant rate, how come objects fall, at the, fall to the ground at different times? You can even test this. Crumple up a piece of paper into a ball and keep another one flat. If you raise them up and drop them at the same time, the crumpled one will fall faster. This is because of a force of air resistance. Air resistance is the uh, force or friction in the air, pushing up on falling objects. It works exactly like friction on the ground. So, the reason the round paper falls faster is because of air resistance. The round paper is a ball, which has a curved body, letting the air flow right around it. The flat paper, Um, creates a parachute-like effect that makes the air catch it and push it upwards with more force than the ball, so it slowly falls down. Now, after saying this, uh, the ball still receives some air resistance. It doesn't create none, so the ball doesn't even go at 9.8 meters per second of acceleration. The only way to actually achieve an accelerating rate of 9.8 meters per second is in something called a vacuum, unless you have, I don't know, turbo pulsers uh, pushing you down. A vacuum is a place with air sucked out, basically a giant chamber with no air. And NASA has been doing many experiments with vacuums and found something great. If you drop a bowling ball and a feather from the same height with air, the bowling ball will hit the ground first. Because it's a ball, and uh, the, f- uh, the feather will just catch the air, and the air will catch the feather, sorry, and um, it'll pull- push it up. But, in a vacuum, with no air, they hit the ground at the same time. This shows how, without air catching the feather and pushing it upwards, gravitational pull is always constant. Finally, I'm going to briefly touch on weight and mass. Mass is the amount of particles of stuff inside something. So if two objects are the same size, the one with the greater mass is the one with the greater density, basically. Weight, on the other hand, is actually the amount of force that gravity pulls you down with uh, when you're on the ground. Now. Weight, or sorry, not weight, mass is a huge factor in gravity, as I talked about um, before. If you have a larger mass, your gravitational force, or the gravitational force applied to you, is going to be larger, as well as your gravitational force is going to be larger. So, if you are bigger, if you have more mass, the Earth's gravitational force will pull you down with more force, and so you weigh more. Um, this is how scales measure uh, weight. They measure how much force you push down with. Something important, though, is you can only measure weight when you are standing on the ground with something like concrete to push down on. If you are falling, uh, it's weight doesn't really matter. Or you can't really measure weight. It does matter, but you can't really measure weight when you are falling because everything is pulled at a constant acceleration. Uh, Something very important, though, is that mass is always constant and will never be changed by a force. But instead, it can be changed by an action, like eating cake. Weight, on the other hand, depends on gravitational force. It can also be changed by an action like cake, which will increase your weight, but um, it also depends on force. So if someone goes to a planet with more gravitational force, like Jupiter they will weigh a lot more than on Earth. And vice versa, like on planets that have very little gravity, or, um, like Mars or, or our moon, um, you will weigh a lot less. Uh, on, on the moon, you weigh one-sixth of what you weigh on Earth. So astronauts, um, who are people who land on the moon, can jump really high on the, on the moon compared to the Earth. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up for today's episode of All About That. This week's wondering is what other invisible forces are out there. If you have used a compass, you may know that the needle spins on its own, and that things stick to your fridge called magnets without even doing anything. That is not friction or gravity, alright. What could it be? Think about it. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Cue the rock outro.